0: I'm, I'm newer to the track community, so I apologize, uh, if, if I, if I didn't know of you before, uh, but oh, the, nobody did, uh, man. <laughs> okay, cool. so, that's, it's uh, cool. so was, was Compton Bowhunters, uh, was, it was a Compton that first posted it that made you like blow up or, uh, was it somebody else?
1: Uh, well, it's hard About to say. Honestly, uh, probably Aaron, uh, who's been kind of a friend of mine for a while and, Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we just started kind of doing more stuff together and, and he's, um, uh, well, and, and everybody started kind of taking notice, uh, you know, this year with me finishing my 10, it was kind of yeah. like, Oh, Hey, where'd that guy come from? I guess. Yeah, right. I mean, it's not like right. I've gotten a crazy following over the deal, but, uh, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's definitely been, you know, doing more podcasts and writing a few more stories, that kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, I mean, like I said, I'm newer to the Trag community, so, uh, pardon my ignorance if you were, uh, if you were a celebrity before, but before, <laughs> uh, before, <Yeah>. before <laughs> yeah. uh, before I think it was Compton Hunters posted your, uh, your picture, uh, uh, with the, with the Buffalo, that was, I was like, oh, damn, I, I've never heard of this guy. And, <laughs> he's, uh, he's done uh, some I, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's I, I, right. I knew. I knew what the uh, super slam was, but I didn't know that the uh, it's a super 10. Right. I've probably. Right. OK, I've, I've put it in wrong into Google like a hundred times. I'm like, why can't I figure out what this is? <laughs> big, big 10. It's like, oh, yeah. Iowa and Michigan State. I'm like, no, that's not what I'm looking for. Yep. Uh, but yeah, the super 10. Uh, um, I, I I didn't even know it was a thing that seems like way more attainable than mm-hmm. the super yeah. slam.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, it could be a a goal for anybody. Um, it was honestly, I didn't figure I was going to finish it as soon as I did, but, uh, I'm just so goal oriented. I, I just, I just, as soon as I get one thing done, I move on. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it just kind of happened where I got it done quicker than I thought, you know, it was Mm -hmm. a, it was a 20 year goal and I finished it fairly quickly, but, um, I mean, not, not from when i actually started hunting but uh, from when i said hey i think i'm gonna do this it it, i went after it pretty hard
0: Mm -hmm. sure okay we'll save save that for a minute let's do a a quick introduction uh we're joined tonight by jake downs uh out of nebraska and uh jake is a he's a killer he kills lots of things with his, stone uh, with cold his trad killer. bow stone cold killer. That's right. He kills lots of things, uh, <laughs> uh, with his trad bow, uh, this past. Okay. So was it last year you finished uh, the super 10? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fall of, or well, winter technically in of 2018. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, well man, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, well you are our, uh, you're the first guy we've had on that's finished a super 10. So you're, <laughs> you're the biggest, you biggest celebrity you've had so far. Uh, <laughs> Uh, i've got blaine co-hosting with us tonight thanks for hanging out with us blaine mm-hmm. uh um always fun so yeah yeah always fun so what uh tell us tell us the beginning like mm-hmm. what uh where uh did you did you come from a hunting family what was the what was the relationship like there
1: uh, yeah. Uh, my dad always hunted um, and he hunted with a, uh, he actually hunted with a compound, but it was always a, a bare bow compound. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, that's how I started out. I started out with a, I don't even remember. It was like a PSE or something like that. Um, and uh, just shot fingers and no sights. Uh, mm. And I killed my first deer that way um so yeah my dad was a big part of getting me started I can remember being I don't know what age you know we shot rabbits with with 22s and and uh I mean as long as I can remember I've been hunting something or shooting a bow um and then I just kind of took it uh sometime when I was in high school I decided hey if I'm gonna hunt with a with a I might as well be hunting with a recurve you know it's it's kind of cool to to uh i was always a big fan of Fred Bear, so uh, i was like it's well, kind of oh, cool it is yeah so i was like oh, i'm gonna get a recurve which was a, a disaster i bought weight you know <laughs> typical story about the wrong i bought it too way too heavy uh just miserable shooting it uh missed yeah. a lot of stuff and ended up selling it and going back to the compound um but uh, yeah that was kind of my start i just kind of have always shot a uh instinctive and uh, that's kind of how i started so cool
0: now i know i've seen a couple of write-ups and stuff that you've done you said eventually like every once in a while you'll go back to a compound or or like you know how most guys will switch to a gun uh you'll switch to a compound and kind of you know gives you that Different level of confidence. Do you do you still run no sights on it? Do you still run instinctive, or you run sights on? No,
1: I actually. um, So when I went back to the recurve, uh, when I rebought my recurve, I think I might have been like seventeen or eighteen, and uh, I started shooting that. And obviously, it was tough. um, And all my buddies had the latest and greatest, and I worked quite a bit, so I had enough money. So I said, "Well, I'm just going to buy a." A compound i set it all up and my thoughts on it were um it'll be two completely different shooting uh systems that way i'm mm-hmm. not met, you know if i was shooting instinctive with both i wouldn't it wouldn't be as easy to switch back and forth mm-hmm. um yeah. plus uh i was a big fan of fred eichler still am i mean i fred's a he, he's i don't know i had bad mamma jamma he is yeah i mean he really when i was younger i mean i idealized him i you know so and he always switched back and forth so i thought well that's cool i'll just do that and yeah uh, so i did most of my stuff with a recurve like he does um but every now and then i'd grab the compound and i still kind of do that i mean not as much but sure Mm -hmm. still do
0: well i don't i don't feel as guilty about having a compound sitting in my closet then I, oh, man. I, I, I recently picked, I switched to trad about a year and four months ago. It was literally, it was January of 18. And, uh, I was like, I'm going to go, I'm doing it all in. But then I started reading all these horror stories of guys only having, <laughs> having one bow and like stuff breaking like the week yeah. before big hunt. And I've got oh, yeah. you know, to, I don't get, I don't, I don't get to, yeah, exactly. I don't get to travel a ton to hunt and I'm trying to get out to Colorado this year. Uh, for an elk hunt, and I was like, if I, if the beginning of September comes and my recurve breaks, I'm gonna kill someone because yeah. then I won't be able to shoot anything. So I picked up a compound as as a crutch to be there because I know I can always pick up a compound and be be deadly with it out to uh, out to forty or fifty yards. What's up, sure, point and something?
3: That's why you have like six or seven bows, like me. <laughs> <laughs> I see <Nice laughs> you got quite the arsenal there. Holy cow! Yeah, there's a few back there. That's awesome yeah, that's, uh, well ILF yeah, is definitely I mean, that's, a, uh, that's a good excuse to just buy more bows
0: yeah no, <laughs> you're not you're not wrong and I've started dabbling in the ILF stuff and that's made me uh, uh, it's like oh do I have do I have three bows or do I have nine bows because I've yeah. got three limbs and three risers so sure or three sets of limbs rather uh, so um, you've obviously if you if you uh, completed the super 10 you've probably got a decent support system at home. Uh, what, uh, uh, t- tell us, tell us the secret to, to having a good support system to, uh, to be able to go off on adventures and distant lands and hunt the game that you want to.
1: Yeah, man, that's actually a, a huge, huge part of, uh, why I'm successful. To be honest, um, you know, I'll start with my wife who is like unbelievable. I, I, I don't know how to really, uh, describe how lucky I am, uh, but, you know, I got, you know, I've, i said it before. I've got buddies that just, you know, and, and their wives are, are great people, but they're, they're just, um, I guess where I am, uh, my wife, when we got married knew how I was, I was not near as bad back then. Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't have, sure. <laughs> right. uh, the time or the money, uh, as much, but I still was pretty crazy. Um, and so that was a big part of how we you know got together and she's always been extremely supportive of everything I've done um and I'm gone a ton and when I'm not gone I work a ton uh so yep. I can pay for it so yep. Um it, it gets what do tough you do,
0: by the way. I, I, I think I know what you do but
1: I'm an electrician. I, I okay. own my own business. Yeah, yeah. Oh there I've you done. go. Nice. So it, that's another thing too um you know on top of uh, my wife, who is, like I said, I she's a saint. I can't even, keep, like, while I'm doing this podcast, she's taking care of the baby right now. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, uh, yeah. but anyway, um, and then as far as the business goes, I'm also lucky. I have family. Uh, both my brothers uh, work for me, and uh, they're, they're really good about taking care of things while I'm gone. I'm sure it gets irritating when I'm like, hey, I'm leaving, and then, <laughs> 10 days right, later right, I'm leaving again. again. And, <laughs> uh, you know, so it's nice. They can take care of things for me while I'm gone. Um, I try to, to make it up to them, but, uh, um, having their support and loyalty and plus, uh, being able to trust who's taking care of your business while you're gone is, is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom helps out doing paperwork. So, um, I just kind of set up everything, for this lifestyle. I mean, it, yep. it was kind of almost by accident, but it, uh, um, as, yeah, as I was, you know, I've always wanted to own my own business. So as I built things, I just was like, Hey, I'm going to be gone a ton in the fall. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how yeah. yeah I got a great mm-hmm. support system. So my family's amazing.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Cool. So like real quick sidebar, just cause we've got yeah. these two guys here with us today. Uh, Anyone that's listening that is younger, high school, early twenties—hell, you can be older. Doesn't really matter. If you want to make a lot of money and you're dedicated to something and you don't want to spend a shit ton of money going to college, get into skilled trades for uh, sure,
1: man. There's... Man,
0: like <laughs> this is this is gonna sound real. I've only I've literally only told like one other person this. Uh, how old are you? Are you, are you older than thirty? I'm thirty-one. Okay. Okay. All right. Do you remember that I am, I'm 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 going to age myself and really embarrass myself with this question to both of you? Do either of you remember the like awful reality show in the mid two thousands called Joe Millionaire, where I, this like no okay I don't, so this but this <laughs> so this construction worker I, I swear i I've got a point to this so this construction <laughs> worker was like tricking it was like a kind of like a bachelor show. Uh, and this construction worker like was tricking all of these girls to think that they were like going to date this millionaire and they were on this <laughs> show. And really he was a construction worker that made like 30,000 a year. So for my entire life, I thought that construction workers made not that <laughs> you, you can do fine on 30 grand, but like I thought right. construction workers didn't make a ton of money. Right. And then my dad is a uh, teamster uh, mm-hmm. um, and he makes a lot of money and uh so when i was looking for a career change when i was trying to get out of it he was like yeah you should go into skill trade so i went into plumbing made a ton nice. of money doing that you can make a ton of money as an electrician blaine's a carpenter like so all that to say if you're in high school if you're listening to this or if you know someone that's in high school and they're torn on college don't force them to go like look I, into skill yeah. trades look into I, look into it stuff i'm i'm in it now and you can make you can make a ton of money right out of high school doing that too
1: yeah, and I mean I don't want to tell anybody not to go to college, but I didn't go to college, and yeah, I have a lot yeah, of yeah. friends and family that make a lot less money than me that <laughs> go to college. That's right. That's or right. went to college, and yeah. it's I'm not saying that's not. Uh, I guess the biggest thing for me is if you want to get into the skill trade, if you are motivated and you're hard wo- you're hardworking, yeah, like mm-hmm. all day. If you get into the into the trades, um, yeah because there's a big need for it mm-hmm. oh huge sure.
0: our our generation doesn't want to do that work no uh i know the the i was i was a union guy not that i really care if you are one way or another if anyone is uh sure. but they said our our local like 70 or 80 percent of our local was over the age of 45 and i was like mm-hmm. oh that's not that. good <laughs> so yeah The yeah. uh,
1: workforce is pretty pretty tough I mean, yeah. we're we're in rural Nebraska, so we got farm kids that grew up working. Um, yep. so it's a little different here, but
3: it's still yep. it's changed a lot. Yeah, you know?
0: yeah absolutely. Anyway, so sorry, sidebar over. Oh, sorry, yeah, Boyne, go know, ahead.
3: Man. Yeah, I know. Like for me, I I started working pretty much full time when I was sixteen. So kind of, I mean, but it's it's weird because uh, man, it's tough to find good workers because I know. The yes it is. Place that I work. I mean heck we've we've gone through six guys I think in the past 3 months. Just guys that yep. just don't want to don't want to work but
0: Yep guys drag tough. up they leave. Mm-hmm. Or where they get canned, one of the two. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, Canada, yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sidebar over. Sorry. Sorry, Side everyone. I just over. had to go on that. I had to go on that mini rant. I Anytime I can tell kids to not go to college, I don't want to do. <laughs> not really. Not really. But think about it. Just think about it. Yeah. Um, better, okay. Better yeah, there there are. No reason to put yourself 100 grand behind when you can start 200K ahead if you just go to the workforce. <laughs> um, okay. Anywho's. So your quest for the super 10, did it, did it start when you like, were you already like halfway there and you were like, Oh, I should probably just go ahead and do this. Or did you, did you only have like one or two animals cross off the list and decided it was something you wanted to pursue?
1: Uh, it's kind of hard to say, I guess. Um, I probably, uh, ha- I know I had a few animals down. Um, I think it probably mostly stemmed from my, uh, you know, when I was younger, like I said, with the <laughs> not to bring it back to the Fred Eichler thing, but he had just basically when I started,
0: he had just finished up, the Super, 25, had super Twenty Five. He basically just
1: yeah, he had just done the Super Slam, and I thought, well, yep. there's no way I'm going to do that. And then I just kind of started killing a few animals, and then found out about the Super Ten. I was like, man, that's that's pretty cool goal. I'll just uh, uh, you know basically do as many animals as i can and by the time i die if i have the super 10 and a few extras i'd be pretty happy and and uh that's kind of how it happened i guess it was um it wasn't like hey i'm just gonna do this right it started it was kind of already in the works and but i had only killed two or three animals and
0: yeah and uh your turkey whitetail uh or turkey, deer, and elk, probably something like that.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, and turkey wouldn't count, but it would be. It was. Oh, turkey's uh, not.
0: Oh, you're right. Turkey isn't on there.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, you know, I would killed quite a few whitetails, um, antelope. Actually, the third animal I killed was a was a mountain lion, if you can believe it. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> um, cool. And then, uh, I, I shoot. A, I shot an elk, and I was like, "Hey, I'm. Yeah, I mean, I'm about halfway there. I'm. I'm gonna." really go after it and then I Mm -hmm. did yeah
0: that's cool where did you did you just like you and a couple buddies just happen to go after a mountain lion or did you hook up with an outfitter for that
1: no actually I hooked I did an outfitted deal um and it was a nightmare uh I was young I well I was young and I was uh well I was younger whatever um I was Broke, so yeah. Um, you know, I, I went the cheap route, and I can tell everybody right now, you, you don't want to go the cheap route because I ended up paying what a good outfitter would cost, and and ended up yeah. going back three trips, um, and uh, I ended up getting one finally. It was I, I ended up shooting a female. That was the first cat we'd even put in a tree, hmm. and uh, I told the guy, I said, hey, that I'm going to shoot the first cat you put in a tree, and I did. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. Well, I, if you had make had to make mm-hmm. multiple trips to one outfitter, I probably would have too. just get yeah, your money well, back and get out.
1: Yeah. I'm not really a trophy hunter. Um, and, uh, anywhere there's, you know, if I'm going after something that's a uh, limited species or something, not that I have ever done that, but, uh, you know, I might think twice about shooting a female. Like if I'm hunting a deer property that doesn't have very many deer on it, I'm not going to shoot five does but Mm -hmm, if i'm hunting mountain lions or about anything else uh that there's a healthy population uh i have no problems taking down a female (laughs) definitely yeah Um, Yeah. a lot of my tags i draw uh because nobody wants them they're they're Mm -hmm, female tags like your sheep yeah my sheep and my moose
3: yeah so that's see though though, i mean really i've i've never understood that mentality of uh you know how people it seems like people hate on guys that shoot does or you know whatever. Cow oh, that whatever. drives me nuts. Yeah. It drives I, me nuts.
1: I uh, um, and most this... of, it, honestly, if you look at most of those people that are saying something, they've actually never even killed anything or they Exactly. Uh, yeah, you know, and they'll say, "Hey, I'm not uh well, I'm waiting for the big one." Well, you're not going to kill that big one, I guarantee it. Cuz you got to yeah. kill some stuff. I mean, that's yeah. just way
3: Exactly, right? I mean, <laughs> you, you... There's, so. there's no substitute for uh, experience. I mean just – and does and cow elk, whatever you want. Females oh, yeah. Females are yeah. a great way to do it because their yeah. chances are pretty good that you're going to see a cow or a doe I, before you see I'll
1: those. be honest with you. Uh, females most of the time are harder to, to get on the ground. Uh, my right, moose yeah. hunt – They're
0: more alert, man. Well, there's usually – I...
1: like deer, there's more of them. Uh, uh, you're always yeah, working yeah. with more eyes and and they're smarter than the bucks i mean bucks are stupid they're oh, yeah. watching the yeah. does to find mm-hmm. out what uh but uh on that moose hunt i could have killed a monster bull every day i was there but finding a cow and actually killing it was was it took me six days i mean yeah. in a in a pristine area where there was a lot of moose mm-hmm, but i yeah. only saw a couple uh cows so okay yeah. uh, <clears throat> people always say oh that's the you know cheaters way i I, to be honest most of the stuff i've gone after it was it was probably going to be harder or it was harder than Mm -hmm. it would have been for so i don't follow that mentality i guess
0: sure no i i totally agree that's the great thing about missouri is we get uh unlimited doe tags at like in in my county at least for like seven bucks a pop like you can yeah you can just pile them up that's awesome i know guys that have that's, yeah. yeah, I, I might. Oh, well I'll get it. I'll, I'll tell you the saga of my farm after, after we stop recording because I'm not <laughs> quite. I'm not ready to disclose that yet to the public. But it's, uh, it's, it's funny. Um, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think shooting females is completely fine. And if, mm-hmm. if the, if the conservation department, ninety nine percent of the time, conservation departments know what they're talking about. Right. Uh, right. Well, and some, I figure some of the. Some of the times they don't, uh, but most of the time I'm like, yeah, if a, if a biologist is saying this, like they're saying that we need to control the, uh, the female population to the species at this time as well, then we should probably do it.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I I agree, you know, if there's a tag for it, I feel like somebody's done their work research and, Mm -hmm. and uh, that's why, but, uh, yeah, I don't think, I mean, honestly, I don't want anybody else, uh, doing it because that takes away my tags yeah. <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah exactly. so, so go, go skip so, those bucks yeah, and balls yeah i was gonna say keep sending in for your points
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and just keep you yep. keep, keep uh keep getting the draws every year <laughs> yeah, um right. so you finish the super 10 are you gonna is the next are you gonna start pushing for the super slam or are you just kind of content with where you are right now
1: Oh man, I'm never content. I know odds <laughs> of me getting a super slam or slim, but you never know. I mean, uh, you know, I can't. You know, uh, it's definitely a goal of mine. Uh, you know, yep. polar bear. Well, actually, as of right now, you can't even uh, finish it. You because, can get them, but
0: you can't. You can't import them, right? Oh, oh, I thought you. Okay. Oh
1: well, yeah. With with uh, polar bear, you can, but it's just such a pricey hunt. Polar bear oh, and yeah. uh, stone sheep would be a pretty uh lofty goal for me to talk yeah. my wife and to let me spend that much money but she like i yeah. said she's pretty awesome but um <laughs> yeah the mm-hmm. uh, uh what is i think it's a labrador caribou mm-hmm. uh you mm-hmm. can't hunt those anymore right i mean there there's a more ban on them right now so as of right now i can really? only do 28 mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i might have said that way wrong that might be the wrong caribou but anyway i th- pretty i think yeah. that's the one
3: i've one of them right yeah. uh that's that's been kinda kind of a bummer to see the downhill trend in caribou in general. Yeah. I've Man. noticed Car- compared apparently. to, you know, ten years ago or more.
0: Yeah, a guy I work with I work uh I do like a nights and weekends thing at at, at uh, Cabela's and a guy I work with apparently has done several uh, DIY trips to Alaska for caribou. Sure. And he's like, he's like, man, it's, it's not like, it's not nearly as not. I don't, hard isn't the right word. Like, or he said hard, but it wasn't in the context of the hunt is easy. It was like, it's not hard to put it together if you want to.
1: No, Uh, it's not. uh, I mean, that's how I did my caribou. Um,
0: yep. Said he would, I think he flew to Anchorage or, uh, Juneau, one of the two. And then he just booked a bush plane and like they dropped him off yeah. and like the bush plane was the outfitter, I guess. And like, that was it. And they were like, yep, can bring yourself and your bag can only weigh like 58 pounds and that's it. And, like, yeah, it wasn't too hard.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's how we did it. And, uh, um, the biggest thing on that, I'll tell, make sure you do your homework on the out, not the outfitter, because technically they're not outfitters and they can't. technically tell you where to go. Uh, I mean, some of them like ours was just a transporter. So when he took us, and I may say this completely wrong, but the way I understand it, when he took us, it was like, Hey, we've seen caribou here. We're just, this is our normal camp. Uh, But they'll drop you in a good spot. But I've heard horror stories of guys going with unreputable guys uh, and getting flown into nothing. Like there's no caribou there. Uh, yeah. maybe they used to be, but they're not there now. So right. definitely yeah. it's not that hard, uh, to deal with flights. And, and I mean, honestly, if somebody wants to do it, they can call me. I don't know every, I don't know enough, but I could, there's a few things I learned that, um, I could mm-hmm. give some advice on, but yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's not that bad. You just got to do yeah. it. Yeah. 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 That
0: gave me, that gave me hope for eventually getting to Alaska, doing a do it yourself hunt. I think that would be,
3: Yeah, man, I mean, it's even like the end goal. Even moose isn't that terribly expensive in Alaska to do. I mean, it's not that hard to put together if you you want to do the work afterwards. Yeah, the
1: the biggest thing with moose, I think, um, is to go to a good spot. And that will Mm – I mean, the transports on that are are a little more expensive. But Mm -hmm. the – It's not um,
3: ridiculous, though.
1: It's not crazy. And and if – and eventually – I don't know. I mean, I'd be – uh, nervous that they might turn it into a uh, where you have to have a guide like the other you know mm-hmm. like sheep and goats and, mm-hmm. and yeah, other stuff. but
0: mm-hmm. huh oh in I know well, I know in Alaska, you need it for brown bear. You don't need it for moose, either.
1: nope, you don't need it for moose, black wow. bear and uh, blacktail deer So it's just sheep, you know, it's... sheep and grizzly sheep bears, uh, sheep, brown bears, grizzly bears, and uh, goats oh, yeah, mountain different.
0: goats okay. goats, 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 yeah, that's right. Did you, uh, I saw, okay, so did you shoot, is that your second goat? Because I saw somewhat recently you posted something about a goat, or?
1: No, that was my, that's my first and only goat. Oh, okay, um, gotcha. Yep. Yeah, I those think,
0: are, man, those are tough hunts. To I know, me, like, like I I'm personally going. know, like, three people that have killed goats. Like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: well, it's it's not the animals so much. Uh, I terrain. mean, I'm not saying they're stupid, but uh, they, uh. It's a terrain, yeah, and, and yeah, you know, it, it can get actually goat hunting is supposedly the most dangerous hunting there is just because yeah. people die from falling off of stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: yeah. uh, um didn't uh Cameron Haynes buddy Yeah Roy Roy Rock died that yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, he,
1: well, was it a goat or was it a sheep hunt? It was hunt? actually goat? a sheep hunt. I
0: thought it was oh, a goat was. hunt, but
1: uh I talked okay. to a pretty reputable person that said it was a sheep hunt, but okay regardless it was the same right, either
0: way yeah that yeah. deal Centering. man i i remember that when deal. that happened that was whew, that was rough
1: yeah
0: yeah that's
1: that's too bad yeah i know a lot of people that knew him so mm-hmm.
0: yeah no he seemed he seemed like a good dude that's when yeah. like it was peak campaigns at the time when he was really blowing up and then that happened and he was i know he was tore up about it so yep. um out of so out of your super 10 or anything else that, uh, you would include, uh, uh, what, what animal has surprised you the most in either like a good or a bad way? Um,
1: you know, they all kind of have their, their differences and that's, um, uh, I, I would say to be honest, uh, one of the most, uh. Cr- You know, this is the only question that uh, I was kind of thinking about trying to really think, um, you know, they all kind of surprised me. Like the moose, uh, I went into that pretty cocky. I was like, hey, I'm going to this is the moose viewing capital of North America. (laughs) I'm going to be fine. (laughs) They're going to the United States, at least it is. And uh, and about day five, I was going, I don't know if I'm going to get this done. And I had five more days. Um so that one was pretty surprising as far as uh just I kind of went in too cocky and that may have been part of it. Um you know the um the bison was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Um you know but they I did a lot of research when I booked the hunts and I always have I mean I I'm not a wealthy man so I have to book them a couple mm-hmm. years in advance so I got a lot of time to think about things Mm-hmm. um, do that. But, uh, to be honest, as far as the surprise goes, or, or just a kind of a cool thing to talk about, it wasn't even a, a part of that or my traditional stuff. It was my, uh, Ibex that I shot in New Mexico. That was, um
0: Oh Yeah. Quite, was up uh, in the the Florida Mountains or something. Uh,
1: yeah, it's like Florida. It's called. It's pronounced Florida. It's. Oh. Uh, I mean, if you're there, they'll tell you that. Oh, <laughs> the yeah. local well, sense, <laughs> a
0: Hispanic name. That probably makes sense.
1: Yeah, uh, but that was a, the a craziest hunt I've really been on, uh, just because it was, uh, you know, nothing but flat, open, nothing desert, and then mm-hmm. it just climbed into the nastiest, rockiest, steepest, ugliest. Country you've ever seen in your life, Mm and that sounds awful. Yeah, and there's sounds amazing. (laughs) What was crazy about it was there was a lot of goats there. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, they just don't get killed because people can't get up there, and they don't, you know, right. And it's they're tough. They're tough animals to
3: to get on. So how did you? So is that a draw hunt or?
1: Yeah, it's okay. yeah, and I just got lucky. Um, a buddy of mine had drawn it. He has actually killed two of them. Okay, Oop. but he drew it through a outfitter, which is mm-hmm. a, a lot better odds. And All I right. thought, well, I'll send in for it. Those are those are really cool animals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just got lucky and drew it. I think I had like a maybe a three percent chance of drawing when I drew, or three or four. I think I, I could yeah. be wrong. Um, and then I drew and then of course they say it's, uh, usually three to 5% success rate on them. They give a hundred tags. I oh, may wow. say this wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's a hundred tags in October and a hundred tags in January.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I had the October hunt, which is, uh, a lot hotter and you got to deal with snakes. There's a lot of rattlesnakes mm. on that mountain yeah. and I hate snakes I so. <laughs> um, I think we saw six in the four days we were there, which I thought was not very many for how much we would been told how much
0: you been traveling. Yeah. 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 That'd be, that, that's always unnerving. When you see one I've, I've, I think I can count on one hand how many snakes I've seen while hunting in Missouri, but every time it's definitely been, uh, quite the jolt. Oh, <laughs> wasn't, yeah, man. wasn't expecting it. What kind of snakes you guys got there? Uh, we've got black snakes. We have copperheads. Um, oh yeah. 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 Um, we do, there are, uh, timber rabblers here. Uh, I've never seen a timber rabbler in person, but I have seen copperheads. Uh, and you know, you've got your old gardener snakes, but, uh, sure. you're, we'll get your, uh, black snakes will get pretty big. Like I have, I have seen, and I'll, I'll let black snakes live cause they, they're not venomous and they're. They eat rodents and other other things that uh, that kill turkeys, uh, kill turkey eggs. So hmm. uh, I'll 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 let them. Yeah, well, even it's kind of a wishy wash thing because even like a big black snake will eat turkey eggs if they get to them. Sure. Uh, um, but I'll I'll let them fight it out with a possum or something. <laughs> uh, but they'll they'll get to six or seven feet. Like they get Damn. pretty pretty decent size, and they'll get. I mean, they'll get as big around as oh I don't know about the base you're written. Well, I'm probably not that big. Almost the base of your wrist. Maybe Yikes. it's just me because I've got tiny wrists. So I don't know. Uh, but uh, they're they're pretty. They can get pretty decent size. Uh, okay. But yeah, yeah. Okay. Hard pass on that.
3: I'm, I'm glad I live in a state where it's like cold all cold most for, of like, the time, three months of the year, <laughs> <laughs> and we don't have none of that stuff because they don't survive.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's that be that be tough. Um, so to give context to this next question, uh, I bought my wife for Christmas, the, uh, Steve Rinella, the new meat eater book. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've been talking and posting on social media for a couple years and in the hunting community, you know, try and be active in the hunting community. My wife gets this book, she tags meat eater and they immediately comment and like her picture. And I'm just like, so bitter about it. Uh, so with that, uh, do you have a cool, like, uh, like I don't know how to describe it like a quarter to plate like you killed something that day and you ate it that night story with your with your super 10
1: um as far as that goes I mean I kill a lot of deer and stuff and we I mean I'll I'll be honest we don't buy any meat obviously I yeah. mean I, we way give it, it away non-stop I mean yeah uh friends and whatnot family but uh Um, as far as like most of those animals were, I mean, at least a day, if not a couple days getting home. So I didn't really, Mm -hmm. I don't have anything that was like super fresh. I, you know, the, um, the, I can tell you, I thought, I thought moose was probably the best meat there was up until now.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. That bison is pretty hard to beat. I
0: Oh, yes. Yes, it, it is.
1: Yeah. You know, and it, with that thing, I mean, you'll if we talk about it later, uh, you'll hear the how I, you know, chased it all over. And I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to be any good. It was a big old bull, uh, mm-hmm. but it, it makes the best steaks and burger. Uh, oh, absolutely. And that mountain goat, I, okay, well, that's a good one. Uh, that's a good farm to, so with the mountain goat, uh, after we packed it off the mountain, uh, my guide and packer, we were sitting in the, the base camp, which were, uh, big Alaska guide tents or th- mm-hmm. I don't know what exactly would, but similar to that big old dome tent. Right. Yeah. And we were pretty beat and, uh, they were frying some up and they had told me how tough this stuff was. He's like, man, it's, mm-hmm. it's tough meat. And I was like, all right, well, I'm starving. So so we started frying it up, and the, the packer, he's, like, working on it, and he's cutting all the fat off. And that guy goes, don't cut that fat off. And he, <laughs> he says, leave that on there. That's the best part. And yeah. I ain't kidding you. They, we fried that, and uh, we actually cut pieces of fat off of the other parts of the meat and put them in there. To and they were – yeah. yeah, it was like – I don't want to say like bacon, but it was just the it hmm. was just a real crisp, oh. uh, good flavor, you know, and, and, most wild game, you throw the fat in the garbage because
3: it's, oh, yeah. it's not yeah. really
1: good, but, and yeah. I've heard alternate theories on that as well, but, uh, that was kind of cool. Cause, and it was, it was extremely tough. I ground oh, really? almost all of that animal. Um, uh, but the ground meat is phenomenal. It makes amazing <laughs> burgers, great jerky. Um, and I mixed it with nothing. I just mm-hmm. ground it up, brought it home, and I think I had like 100 pounds of it. And uh, it's good. It's really oh, yeah. good. So, so
3: I wonder why it's tough. Is that?
1: Just how yeah, they live, I, mean, I think. They're just yeah, gonna say, they're dense that creatures,
0: man. Brutal. Kind of
1: I mean, yeah. you know, living where they live. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they're in the snow and the be cold there. and the nasty. And then when yep. they're not, they're, they've got bugs and just mm-hmm. everything. Just, ha- I mean, it, it can't be a good life. I
3: know. Uh, right. Definitely not. Imagine. They live tough. So, so I've never, obviously I've never hunted goats. So, and probably never will because of the cost, but, uh, you can how big it. is a goat? I mean, it's, they hard. Vary... it's hard to judge by photos.
1: Yeah. They very pretty, uh, like the ones where I was hunting, uh, were big, uh, mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, that was a big goat.
1: Don't don't quote me on this because somebody will say, "Hey, you're an idiot." Uh, yeah, message me and say you're a moron. But <laughs> if I remember right, that goat I shot, they figured it was right around 350 pounds,
0: which okay, that's is, about what
1: I thought. And and they're you know their hides pretty heavy, uh, their bone structure is pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that goat, like you know, if you shoot one out here you know, you draw a tag in Colorado I've seen a, a lot of goats that look like babies compared to the one I shot mm-hmm. not not arrogance I'm just saying
0: mm-hmm. they I
1: don't they're think they can, I don't think they get as big mm-hmm. uh, but yeah the goats up there in Alaska they are big
0: I think I'm pretty sure the one that our buddy Neil killed actually in it was it was somewhere in Colorado I'll just say that uh, um, I'm pretty sure that one was like pushing. 250 which yeah. might might be an absolute monster yeah. for there i'm not sure but it, it yeah. looked i remember being surprised by the size like when yeah. he and mm-hmm. I, he wasn't trying to to long arm it per se and right. like, i remember when he put through that first picture and i was like holy shit that thing is huge yeah uh, it's definitely yeah. not your you know the goat that you're going down to texas to just like shoot off a of, you know <laughs> off of a game yeah. farm it's a little bit different yeah the they
1: account. look so big yeah. too because their bodies are are, they look so long with their hair, and they're just—they're yeah. so squatty this way, and yeah, uh, yeah, they're—they're they're one of the coolest looking animals, I think. You know,
3: no doubt. Um, I want a goat pretty bad, but it's probably never going to happen. But uh, I man, think you I think that's out of the all that because I was skimming through your photos on Instagram this morning. Actually, knowing we we're going to have you on tonight, and uh, looking through your photos, and I think that goat is probably the most badass thing you've killed, in my opinion. It's that pretty and the cool. Bison.
1: I, with yeah, trad gear with trad you know, gear yeah that thing. ibex that's is pretty like, hard to that ibex is pretty cool looking yeah. Oh, uh, yeah and once i saw that thing i was like oh my god i gotta have one of those but uh yeah that goat was definitely top of my list uh, yeah
3: i mean that's i honestly trying to think of how many people i don't know anybody personally but just how many people that i've seen shoot a goat with trad gear is very few i can name maybe five yeah yeah i yeah i'm I'm sure there's not many
1: i'm sure there's you know the trad community is so so small as it is but um there's a lot of i'm sure there's a lot of old timers that Mm -hmm. yeah uh are in that group but right uh, like i said it's mostly just the logistics of it i didn't want to wait Mm -hmm. for a tag and so i just basically put it on layaway um Mm -hmm. that's what i'm calling it uh uh you know (laughs) book it two and a half years in advance, three years, whatever, and -hmm. just start paying on it. And, uh, that's how I did it. And I figured it wasn't getting any cheaper. Actually, the guy that I went with, he goes, Hey, we're going up, but I'll give you the same price if you book now. And I said, all right. So,
0: yeah, it's not a, not a bad idea. Okay. Before you, you started, you mentioned the bison, but before we get to the bison story, I'm kind of curious how because since switching to a recurve or since switching to traditional equipment in general, I've had a lot of people when I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go do this or do that uh, a lot. And I, I'm kind of wondering on your experience with outfitters or friends and family, I guess uh, when when you call these outfitters or you tell your friends or your family that, hey, I'm going to go to Alaska or I'm going to go to British Columbia, or I'm going to go somewhere way far away and spend a decent chunk of money to try and hunt something with a recurve. Almost every response I get is, man, I think you should bring your compound because you'll have a higher chance of success. Uh, and I'm wondering if you've ever gotten that from any of the outfitters that you've, you've tried to book with. Um,
1: I've been a few outfitters. First traditional guy, um, Mm And I'll be honest, I've had a lot of outfitters say, hey, I remember the last guy that ended this is like, they're talking about like way back Mm -hmm. or whatever, like, oh, 10 years ago we had so-and-so and and he, he wounded four animals and this, you know, there's always horror stories. Yeah. Um, And I'm always like, oh man, I hope I don't become one of those stories. Uh, But now I've learned that uh, what I do when I book hunts is I... I look for that outfitter that's taken guys. Um, you know, if uh, you know, I, I've with, gone with through like bow, Yeah, I've I've started kind of going through like bow hunting safari consultants. Yeah, um, dudes should, over there. Yeah, they Neil, they are. Right?
0: I think I think it's Neil. Neil,
1: Neil I Patrick, yeah maybe? I deal with uh, I deal with. Oh darn! Can you hear that?
0: Yeah, you're fine, man. We'll edit it out.
1: Okay, sorry. You, yeah, that's actually Snyder. Somebody. Oh it's it's oh. I'll call him back later. <laughs> yeah, um, you're fine. But uh yeah, so what the, what was Actually
0: just just because it's Aaron Snyder I'm not going to edit this out just <laughs> just because. Yeah. Just because.
1: Well, I'll tell him. i tell him I was doing a podcast. He he was actually here a couple of days ago and he was doing a podcast he yeah, my in my bedroom so or yeah, not in my room in my in his spare bedroom yeah, so you guys
0: killed a freaking mountain of turkeys it looked like you both you got three he got two Is that no right? he
1: got two i shot one while he was here and then i shot one oh, the okay. other morning and i got one more oh, tag okay. i might sneak out in the morning if i could talk my wife into it there you go um but yeah no. uh what were we talking about
0: uh, um, you were, you were going through Bowhunting Safari Controls.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I go through, uh, and I am blanking completely. Um, I, and I feel bad cause he's such a nice guy anyway, but what
0: They're I, They're all know, good over there. In case they, anyone's wondering, the yeah. BSC is like where it is yeah. at. They, they only hook you up. Neil Summers, that's when I have Neil Patterson, yeah. Yeah. uh, either Mark J. Uh, yeah,
1: Mark, uh, who's the other Mark, guy? You're,
0: uh jay austin
1: jay that's who i've been dealing with he's he's been really good uh yeah. you know the thing about it is you want to go with an outfitter that uh, other bow hunters have gone with and i've gone with some outfitters yep. that um say oh yeah bow hunting no big deal but then as soon as you get there it's like ah you know we'll take the bow but you're gonna want that rifle um so yeah. i guess and it depends on your your attitude and i got no problems with guys that that uh, say hey i'm gonna pick up the rifle after two days that's cool yeah. i mean i'm cool with that i'm just not that guy sure. uh, and you were talking mm-hmm. about like your family saying hey do you want to take this or that and and really uh you know my family kind of just stays out of that part of it my and my wife it's funny because you know i'll say not not now but more back when when it was kind of starting like i had that sheep mm-hmm. tag um and I didn't think I was ever gonna draw it again. And I and I called her after like two days and she's like uh I said, Man, I'm just not having any luck. This you know, this could be tough to get past you know, I could get to forty yards, that's pretty easy, but getting mm-hmm. to twenty or thirty, that's gonna be tough. And I didn't really mm-hmm. shoot much past there back then, or I, I still don't, but anyway, yeah, I wasn't yeah. that mm-hmm. comfortable. So uh and she I said, Man, I and I had they had the compound with me and she said i said well i might just take the compound tomorrow she goes no you're not don't take the compound and she oh, goes, you awesome. you know you'll just be mad if you do that just and i killed mine the mm-hmm. next day with the recurve yeah, so that's awesome uh yeah i have a like i said a great support on that part of that's things and um so cool. if you want to kill that's stuff cool. with the recurve you just got to be okay with coming home empty-handed i mean it, it yeah. sucks Full i hate pepper. it I mean, that's well, the point but, I've
3: come
2: to. I yeah, mean, well, but it's also yes, kind of like
0: is. what you were talking about with bowhunting safari consultants is, you know, they are they are. So for those who don't know what they are, I guess I'll, they basically pair you up with an outfitter that they have already vetted. Other hunters have reviewed and said they're good. But I, I grant I've never gone on a on an outfitted hunt. But I would assume that the uh, the state of mind and the attitude of the guide of I will get you within bow range versus I'm going to try to get you in bow range. And if I don't, I'm going to hand you the rifle is a huge, like, difference maker. Because if you have someone that's, that thinks bow hunting from the get-go, from the time you leave right. camp, then then it's a it's a different kind of approach as to, like, oh, we'll try, but we'll just hand you the rifle. And if you don't want right. to take the shot, then we give you your opportunity.
1: Well, and it becomes a... Um, so, I constantly talk to my guides and i say hey don't forget i'm bringing the recurve and they'll say um oh no i know but uh, i'm constantly telling those guys hey i'm don't forget i'm shooting the yeah. stick bow because that is a whole nother yeah. level not yeah. it is but um they're not as used to that and sure sure uh, in my experience not that any guide has ever told me this but Guides don't like uh, bow hunters at all because most bow, sure. not most, but some bow hunters don't practice enough yep. and they yep. get, uh, you know, it just becomes a, um, you know, it Nightmare. can become a wound fest. Yep. And, uh, mm-hmm. it- yeah.
0: And I've heard the exact same thing from the guides that I've talked to. Half the guys show up unprepared, bad equipment, don't know how to shoot, haven't practiced, etc. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, so your bison story, I know you've told it probably a thousand times at this point, (laughs) but you can't, you can't come on and not tell it. So I'll let you give the abridged version, the extended version, whatever you want to do, but we've got a, like, I've listened to it at least on two podcasts, (laughs) uh, I think, uh, but, uh, crazy. it's
1: like the most unepic story ever. I mean, it was crazy to get it. And it, it is pretty epic. It, it was just a one-day deal, you know. And I've been mm-hmm. uh, this year. I was 18 days in Alaska, so in a tent or whatever. Yeah. But um, no, I I'll tell the story again. It was uh, um, so I was their first recurve guy, um, and I actually booked that hunt through uh, the um, bow safari and uh i can't remember they were really nervous i know that you know because i kept telling the the outfitter i said hey man i'm bringing a a stick bow don't forget like i told you mm-hmm. and he's like oh yeah no problem i said you know are we gonna be able, how close we're we gonna be able to get and he's like oh we'll get you close enough no big deal i was like all right so we get there and and i don't know he was having some health issues or I, I don't know what was going on. So I ended up right. going out with with his kid and another young guy. I mean, I was I'm not an old guy, but these two kids were I mean, I don't even know 19, yeah. 20 years old. So anyway, yeah, young. We go out and uh get uh get with the the ranch hand who's mm-hmm. you know, just straight cowboy. He's wearing uh he's wearing straight denims i mean he's denim from head to toe nice guy he's carrying the gun and and i remember it was cool we're sitting in the truck and we're looking at these bison across the the way and he comes over to the pickup and he goes how close you got to be with that thing i said oh i'd like to be you know 25 30 yards and he goes okay what i i don't know man i don't i don't know about that that's gonna be pretty tough and i was like well yeah man they're big but you know i i'm more worried about." penetration yeah on a long shot than i am about uh you know missing the vitals i mean i could right. take a longer shot probably hit yeah. i mean they're a barn door right so anyway uh we get out of the truck and and basically what we did is we we snuck in to uh, basically we just kind of walked towards them uh mm-hmm. they're they're the way this ranch works, it's like half a million acres is what I was Ooh. told. I could be wrong, don't know, but uh, I heard a lot of things. I heard half a million or 750,000 whatever. It is a huge like ranch.
0: It was a lot either way. It was yeah. a
1: lot and it was low fence, you know, the the bison were always getting through the fence onto the neighbors. They hated them whatever. So, they the basically way it, the way it works is um, these bison are not considered by pope and young which i've never entered an animal in pope and young in my life i i, I love what they do but i just right. don't really care that much about score i mean sure. maybe someday i'll change my mind but so anyway pope and young didn't matter i just wanted a fair chase and i wanted it to to count towards uh super 10 super slam whatever even right. though i've yeah. never <laughs> i've never even put an animal in there technically i mean i, I mm-hmm. to be honest i don't even have a, a, a actual super slam and neither does fred eichler because Great. both of our sheep uh, we have a sheep that it doesn't qualify because it's a female which sheep is the it? only one that that, that matters qualify.
3: on yep
1: yeah isn't, huh. that, stupid? isn't that yeah so yeah. whatever i mean i get it because to have a, a grand slam of sheep they all have to be rams. so that's mm-hmm. what they include in there Mm-hmm. doesn't yeah. matter to me but so anyway it's, i wanted it to your
0: isn't your average stone sheep like at least 50 grand like minimum
1: yeah uh it, well his sheep that's a that's a u is a rocky mountain uh because he just draws that in colorado where he where he lives um right. and for me it was a desert sheep so he actually has i mean he could go book a hunt i just like that he you know doesn't he, I mean he's got the money to go
2: Right. Uh, yeah. You know,
1: it would cost him probably 50. Well, he could probably get it for cheaper, obviously. But
2: yeah. Right, uh, right.
1: Anyway, on. Uh, so moving back into the the bison thing, uh, this one is is fair chase. But uh, quotes, uh, I mean, these animals are not afraid of you. And people are like, oh, yeah, they're just big, yeah. dumb cows. I said, no, they're not dumb cows. They're way smarter. <laughs> no, they're bison is one of the smartest animals, super right. fast. And they will kill you if they can. I mean, oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, they will. So they weren't really afraid of us and they knew that. Usually what they do is they kind of just meander towards them and and as soon as they kind of get sketchy they just kind of stop and you know they're mm-hmm. used to people out there feeding cows or whatever. I mean, it's uh So like I said, we kind of meander towards them and and we're getting pretty close. I mean, they look close, but they're still 50 some yards away and yeah. That guy goes, man, can you shoot from here?" I said nah I don't I don't want to shoot from here and uh, we move in a little farther and that guy that that young kid's behind me ranging and you know he's at 44, 45, 42, 41 and uh, he goes, you better shoot him uh, and I was like, all right and I took a couple more steps up I think I was probably right around 38 39 yards yeah. um, drew back. And this one bull turned and I shot, and that arrow looked real good and it dropped a little low, but it hit him right behind the um the shoulder
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. read
1: in i don't I don't know i mean I probably only had you know i probably i don't i've told this story so I'll probably say a different amount of arrows sticking out but you know ten ten inches of my you know thirty two inch arrow 33 inch Mm -hmm. arrow with the broadhead i mean that thing was stuck in the the far Mm -hmm. side of him so
2: right they
1: take off running and he's bleeding pretty dang good but it's a lower hit and we look Mm -hmm. at the binos and we look at the hit and everybody's oh that that vice is dead that's that's perfect man that's gonna he's gonna die they're standing up on the hill and they stand there for a long long time he's like man we better let's try to get another arrow so we started walking towards him and and the jig was up they that one just kept on his feet moved off so we snuck around and this is wide open country i mean there's some some hills and some right you know some drop-offs but for the most part it's pretty open so we had uh we kind of thought maybe we could get around them and and sneak up to this one bush and we'd be you know within range but we we got around and got up to them and that's you know we got like a I think my next shot was at like he's like at sixty eight. There was no way to get any closer, so I up mm-hmm. two arrows at him and and nothing. You know, I didn't hit him. I come close, but I you know I didn't even know what. <laughs> I didn't even know, you know right. what, But anyway, so they took off. Uh, so then we got kind of western with it, and uh, uh, we basically went around and got in front of him. And the guide went up on the hill, and he kind of just was. Um, basically keeping him from going up that right. and kind of keeping him moving towards us. And sure. they, they walked by that time at like, I want to say like 58, I don't know. He told me the range. I was like, Oh, whatever. I'll launch another arrow. And I sent one and, and he kind of turned into it and I hit him in the, in the kind of forward in the shoulder, but it buried mm-hmm. in pretty good. And I was and they couldn't even believe, it. I couldn't believe I hit him. Ah, uh, and they took off running again, and I was like, man, this thing is, he is the toughest animal I've ever seen. Yeah. So then we kind of got around on him again, and th- by this time, they've kind of separated, um, and he's moving a little slower. The other two bulls had, had mm-hmm. meandered off, and and we're just kind of walking with him and uh, shooting at him at 60, 50. 60 70 yards whatever you know I can yeah. I mean yeah. I don't remember how many arrows I actually had with me I want to say it was like 10 or 12
0: mm-hmm. um
1: and I think I had by the end of it I think I had seven of them in him wow yeah and and My in goodness. no no real great places I mean like I said I was taking and, and I'm all for long I would have taken 100 yard shots if that's all I could get on a second third fourth era
0: right sure yep and i know Mm -hmm. i've
1: said this before on other podcasts but the basically what spurred me on for for really pressuring him is i knew that bull was gonna die i I honestly considered telling him hey let's leave him overnight but the the guy that i was the the ranch hand said well if he doesn't die in the next few hours we're gonna have to shoot him with the rifle and i said well no we're not because that's not what i mean i you know, I paid a decent amount of money. Uh yeah. I don't mm-hmm. want that bull to suffer either. I said, So we're gonna kill him. We're gonna go mm-hmm. after him and I'm gonna stick every arrow I have in him until mm-hmm. he's either dead or slowed down enough I can get close enough to kill him. Mm-hmm. So finally he was running, he was moving pretty slow and we, we got to uh I wanna say the guide said thirty-five yards and or thirty-two or something like that. And I was like, all right, that's a that's a good range. I can I could make that and i stuck one just perfect in his you know dead center of his lungs and he took off running like he wasn't even hit but blood was just pouring out of his nose he was done he went like a hundred yards and piled up and Mm -hmm. and just to go up to that animal and just be like holy cow this thing is
3: yeah huge
1: massive like oh unbelievable like i've never seen anything you know Mm -hmm. um but yeah, th- those old—I I think I said that, or one, maybe somebody else did on a podcast. But uh, those old pictures you see with the the Indians chasing them and they got arrows mm-hmm. sticking all over—that's pretty yep. pretty typical to what I had experienced. Yeah, <laughs> so that's,
0: that's so wild, man! It's
1: pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, I I didn't. I live probably five miles or so from a buffalo farm uh, that sells like buffalo steak mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and uh, and I've gone up there to buy some a couple times and every time i've gone there i've been like hey if you ever need one taken off and uh <laughs> being it's being a little pest i'll come do it for you uh but they like uh, you don't under and i i'd be willing to bet that these are smaller than free range uh but like you don't understand how big these things are until you oh get yeah to them. And then you're like oh my god they're yeah they're huge <laughs>
1: Yeah, they're crazy. Actually, uh, thinking back on it, and I'm not real good with rifle cartridges and stuff, but I'm pretty sure they'll. The guide was like, man, these things will take a couple rounds, you know, two or three, four rounds of 308, just just oh, yeah. Like, yeah. It wasn't it, like nothing hit them. He said, yeah, we've literally stood there and thought, did you miss? And shot three or four times before it'll go down. And yeah. he said, all those bullets are right there. Right. Um, yep. So, uh, you know, I've heard of well-placed arrows or well-placed bullets to take him down right away. But I've heard of well-placed stuff yeah. that doesn't. And, and actually that first shot, we, we did an autopsy on him and he goes, man, that first shot was good. It was in the lungs. But what had happened was they're so big and their chest cavity so big, he started bleeding inside. He wasn't yep. bleeding out and, uh, it was going to take him all night to die. And yeah, I just did, I didn't want him to, and they didn't want him to. So, I wasn't going to let him shoot it with a rifle. That's for sure. So,
0: yeah, man, that's such a crazy story. That's, it was, it was nuts. That's wild. Well, thanks crazy. for, thanks for sharing that with us. Yep. I know, like I said, I know you, I know you've told it probably a hundred times now, but <laughs> I, I had to have you tell it one more time. Sure. Uh, and you'll probably have to tell it 10,000 more times for you <laughs> before you go. Uh, so you did this with a trap bow which uh, obviously to them was kind of unprecedented. I guess, so they had, they never had uh, a traditional guy show up before.
1: I don't think they had ever had one. Um, <laughs> the way I took it, uh, they had never had a, No, I'm like I said, I could get a message tomorrow saying, yes, we did, but I'm, I'm 99% sure. They said they had never had one right. with a trad bow. Um, I know right. like Levi Morgan shot his at the same place, like two or three years I may well, whenever he shot it, maybe it was five right. years ago, but he, uh, I think he shot it at like 80 yards or something like that.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was a poke. Uh, so, so using traditional gear and this isn't a poke or a ribbing to our compound guys. So don't get all bent out of shape about it. Uh, do you think that shooting a trap bow has taught you things that a compound wouldn't have been able to teach you or at least hunting with it?
1: Yeah, for sure. Actually, um, even when I pick up the compound, I still hunt like I'm hunting with my traditional bow. I've never even – I've only shot one animal past about 35 yards with a compound. Mm -hmm. Um, I shoot and practice a lot farther than that, but I I don't – I mean, even my Ibex, everybody was like, hey, you got to kill that thing at 105 yards. And uh, my buddy told me, he goes, dude, you're going to have to take the – compound you can't take mm-hmm. your traditional bow and i ended up killing that thing at like 28 yards oh, so awesome. it so i still hunt and that's what's cool about mm-hmm. me is i didn't go from the the I, you know typical i hunted with a compound for so many years had some success and then i moved into the to the recurve um i went from the i hunted with a compound with no sights which is similar pretty i mean you still got the mm-hmm. lead off so it's it's a little right. easier uh but you're still you know making the shot and then i right uh right. you know so most of my hunting has been with a with a recurve and then i grab the compound and i hunt the same way so it wasn't like i developed a bunch of habits of hey there he is at 90 yards i'm gonna shoot him
0: right i go yeah. well
1: i can get closer than that and and heck if i can get to 30 or 35 yards it's a slam dunk so Yep. that's what the traditional bow has taught me. Uh, and whether it's right or wrong, I'm sure it's wrong actually. Uh, but when I shoot the compound, I shoot it maybe a little differently. I still envision the flight of the arrow, um, mm-hmm. with the sight being kind of just, you know, floating there.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, if
1: I'm shooting really good, it's because I I'm shooting it, you know, I'm just anchoring and I'm just, pulling through and it's the arrow's gone and
2: it's, and
0: a rip, yeah.
1: yeah it's i shoot a lot better that way so i feel like the, the recurve has made me a way better hunter and, and you spend more time in the woods because so you learn you learn animals you learn animal behavior it's yep. it definitely is uh the ultimate teaching tool in my opinion no yeah
0: doubt. well it was it i think it was fred bear that had the quote that said a bow hunter will learn uh Learn more in a week uh, about a deer than a rifle hunter will learn in a year or something like that. Yeah, you know, something like that. Lifetime.
1: Words. I yeah I yeah I've heard that quote. And it's it's completely and utterly true. It's mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah. And that's I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm not. I didn't switch to trad because I was like so bored with just like stacking bodies with my compound. I switched to trad because. Well, it's kind of a funny story, but I, I just had had an itch. I was like, "Yeah, I think I'm going to try this." And then I shot one. I was like, yep, can't not do this. This yeah. is what I'm doing now." So,
1: well, if uh, most most people would be that way, honestly. Um, the biggest yeah. problem is the success thing, and I I, I think the big I shouldn't yeah. even say that. If you wanna if you wanna buy a, a recurve and you have to sell your compound, or you just know that like I'm going all in that's cool. I am all for that, but I think some people should just keep that compound and think yep. of it as their rifle or whatever, you know I mean? Yeah. Uh, get that recurve and shoot it, stump, shoot it, shoot rabbits, shoot as much stuff as you can, go shoot some does, go shoot, hunt with it all you want. Uh, but with mm-hmm. you're having, I mean, you can only miss so many times before that gets too much in your head and you're yeah. just out there knowing that the next animal, you're going to miss it. And that is, I mean, you're done. You might as well not be out there. So yeah.
3: in in my
1: opinion, I think a lot of guys should, like you said, you, you got a compound and whether you shoot it or not or whatever, it's still there. Um, I think that, you know, I think everybody should have a recurve because it's, it's too much fun not to, like you say, everybody loves it, but it's too, it's frustrating.
0: So it's nice to
1: say, okay, I'm going to grab my compound and just stack them in there. And uh, now I feel a little better. So I think I
0: I can, I can certainly tell you that I took an entire year off a compound. I didn't pick up compound bow from well, over a year from January of 18 until probably two months ago, uh, February ish. And I, the first time I picked up a compound bow in a, in 14 months, I was an immensely better shot than I was before. And it's not like I was a bad shot before. Uh, but man, like I was like, Oh let off like this is cool. Uh, I can, yeah, I can, I can hold this here for, for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, just I mean, and the consistency on, on pulling through, like you, I mean, your your form has back to, like, you can, or... yeah, you, yeah, you're essentially learning how to shoot a back tension if you, mm-hmm. if you're shooting a recurve or a trad bow correctly, right? Uh, because you should be pulling through your shot. Uh, but when you know, uh, and maybe I was a trigger puncher before, I, I don't think I was, but yeah, my, my groupings tightened up pretty significantly from shooting a recurve for for a year. It was it was very helpful. Yeah. Um I, what kind of tackle did you bring on that on that bison for your bow and your arrow setup, do you remember? Uh yeah,
1: I was shooting um I was shooting the same bow. I shot every animal with the same bow, um which is not the bow I'm shooting. You did? Right That's now. so cool. Uh well I say that um one animal. I I did not shoot my antelope uh, with that bow i may just take it out uh, i i i'm loving this new bow i'm shooting so it may be hard for me to to do that but i may go try to shoot an antelope right. with that uh but it was literally the same bow other than uh the riser was uh i had yep. to have a new riser made because the other one uh had a, a malfunction or whatever but um yeah. it was a probably
3: a right Bob uh no that's right? what i'm
1: shooting now um okay that's what i'm shooting now and i, I it's mm-hmm. like i don't know i yeah. i love i love my pal- palmer is what i was shooting
3: palmer that's um, right. oh yeah
1: which is another yeah. fred eichler thing you know and and mike mm-hmm. makes makes an awesome bow um uh, oh, yeah. but like i said i've i've since switched and and i do like the bob lee better um mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i did i shot the i shot the whole the whole 10 with that um Palmer traditional slam 54 pounds. Um, I was drawing it to about 28, 28 and a half, something like that.
0: Um, you're right around that 54, 55,
1: 54, 55 pounds. So it wasn't anything crazy as far as weight. Um, and back then I was shooting, uh, the black Eagle X impacts. Um,
0: there's no micros.
1: Yep. The micros with the, uh, I had an ethics archery, uh, outsert mm-hmm. on it with a uh i was shooting a cutthroat at the time um yep. 200 grain so i had a i had a fairly high foc uh setup okay. uh which i'm not uh, like up until this year i really didn't even know i didn't i honestly did not hardly tune my bows i mean it's terrible right. today but i i right. was just like hey i'm gonna go well, shoot some stuff it, it seemed yeah, to fucking well, fine we, we,
0: we, yeah well if you if you I i have a theory that there's a lot of guys that like you that say like, Oh, I don't really tune stuff, but their, their form is either good enough to where they can get away without a ton of tuning or mm-hmm. they just like it's subcon They subconsciously know what they need. They say, I know I need yeah. this spine at this length with this much tip weight. And I know it's going to fly well. And if it works, then, I mean, there's no, no reason to change things up. Right.
1: Well, mm-hmm. and and I've since gotten super anal. Of course I'm hanging out with Aaron. So, you know, yeah. I mean, I've yeah. learned a lot from that. Yeah. I've, I'm learning a ton, but uh you know back when i was first starting there was nobody around like i had nobody to bounce ideas off of and there wasn't when i started there wasn't all these podcasts and i mean there was some stuff on you know i i did uh i had some of the um all those videos those uh oh what are they um vision traditional vision quests that like randy
0: yeah cooling
1: does and those guys and and uh, you know he's the man yeah he is randy's good stuff and denny and all those guys so it's not like i was going into it blind but basically i just picked it up and i shot and i shot a lot of what you know like you know if fred said he was shooting a 400 spine arrow with this tip weight and and whatever i kind of just went down that road so i wasn't that far off you know i had at least the guideline and and i think back on that and i'm like oh yeah i wasn't I wasn't that far off of where I needed to be, yeah. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I didn't do it. I didn't shoot through paper. I didn't bear right. shaft. I mean, it, it, I tell people it's mm-hmm. pretty, it, you know, you don't well, have to, like, you, you should, you should learn all that stuff for sure. But the minute yeah. you pick up that bow, you don't have to be, you know, Aaron Snyder you know you don't have to pick it up and and do all that stuff I mean it's awesome if you do I think you're ahead Mm -hmm. but
3: yeah you're better pick that
1: bow up and shoot it a little bit and and uh uh, I, I and I'm all for people getting coaching and stuff like that like I it would have catapulted
0: me uh but well I'm sure that if you had had like horrible aero flight you would have been like oh i need to change something about this oh yeah yeah <laughs> so, no, and,
1: and i yeah i couldn't have been that like i said i wasn't that far off of of where i was yeah but, i mean yeah. shot most of those animals you know now i'm i'm into the gear a little more i'm you know back then i was shooting a muzzy phantom and mm-hmm. uh, i shot most muzzies of my are, animals.
0: muzzies have probably killed more animals oh than for sure the broadhead on the face of the earth for sure
1: you know but if you really get after their tolerances and stuff, they're not as mm-hmm. obviously, you know, they're they're a, a lower they're a cheaper, more manufactured head than some right, of these yeah. newer traditional heads. So um I've come a long ways on that theory or, you know, that mm-hmm. thinking and mm-hmm. or whatever. But uh mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I mean a guy just gets to has to pick up the bow hey. and Grip yeah, shoot, shoot
0: what, shoot what kills stuff <laughs> yeah. for sure. So, do yeah. are you are you messing are you messing around with day six stuff now? Is that what you're you're shooting?
1: Yeah, man. Um, of course, like I said, I'm hanging out with Snyder, but I was always curious about them when they came out, and uh, uh, so far, uh, I don't have a lot of uh, data just yet because mm-hmm. about all I've killed is a bunch of rabbits and and uh, turkeys, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't broken one yet. I mean, I've, and I've missed and hit rocks and hit steel posts and some other stuff that I wish I hadn't hit. And I, oh, yeah. so far, uh, the only ones I've broke were with a compound and that was because I splintered them by uh hit, you know, not hitting the knock. Yeah. yeah hitting the knock. Um, mm-hmm. yep. but yeah, they're super, uh, good. To- I, I can't say enough good about them to be honest i mean i i really did like my uh uh you know black eagle was good but i broke a lot of arrows i'll be honest those those x impacts were not that tough uh yeah
3: they're kind of brittle
1: they're kind of brittle yeah and and you know that's the whole um whatever the uh high foc thing and that and that's cool too for me you know it worked it Uh, worked for me the high
0: the higher the higher FOC you have, you have to have better carbon, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 And
1: and I'm not saying they were little, bad uh um, right. or anything like that. And I don't I don't have the testing that I did with those. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, I can't. I mean, and their their new outsert um I I should know what it's called, like centric outsert system. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like it. It's it's pretty awesome. I mean yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Um
0: Well, I know it didn't uh um it's Matt, right? Matt Broderick, I think uh, Matthew Brian. Broderick.
1: N- no, no, it's uh, uh now you got me all screwed up. Uh, Brian, Brian Broderick, Brian. Brian. Oh, yep. Brian. oh, Brian. Oh,
0: Matthew Broderick's the actor, yep. isn't he? Yep. Yeah. I was gonna say yep. that name sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matthew Broderick, the guy. You, I think it's the guy from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I, I think <laughs> I, that's, that'll be great. Uh, um, Broderick bought or or I don't know if he bought acquired whatever. Uh, but he the carbon that that he has for day six is the old uh zelor zelor whatever from uh either australia or new zealand right it's
1: yeah it could be i don't really know you know uh Mm -hmm. i don't get in on that part of things uh yeah i'm not i'm not high enough on the pay scale which i'm not on the pay scale at all (laughs) i um but uh yeah uh all I know I know
0: their carbon that Zeller carbon that I'm 99% sure is day 6 now is like yeah,
1: it. It's awesome. yeah, like it's, the
0: best carbon that yeah. you can get.
1: I uh yeah and, and you know so me and Aaron did that test that bow test mm-hmm. and yeah I've never I've never shot that many arrows in my life. Like we shot so many arrows broadheads
3: So you um, quit.
1: <laughs> we just we just nonstop for 3 days yeah. or whatever it was. Um, yeah. and, uh, we never broke an arrow. I mean, we were stacking them in there. I mean, we, I mean, he probably had 20 arrows. We would just send them down there and then go get them and send them mm-hmm. down there and go get them. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, uh, there's a lot of companies making some good stuff, but yeah. I, there's mm-hmm. no chance I'm ever switching. I mean, I don't, I don't care if yeah. me and Aaron have a falling out or me and Brian yeah. or whoever, yeah, right. I will be paying double for them, whatever I got to do to get yeah. them. I, I, I'm, yeah. I feel that confident now I may be sitting in yeah. front of you in a year going, I ah, I changed my mind or whatever. They're, right. they're coming out with something right. better or, or whatever. Cause I'm always gonna, I'm always looking for something. But, yeah. uh, as of right now there, I don't think there is anything for me. So. right,
0: Yeah. Micros, they're definitely up there as far as the most durable option goes for sure. Uh, and I, I guess, <laughs> well, yeah. I, I think they're. I think their carbon is is unparalleled. I haven't I haven't got to mess with their insert system yet, but it's definitely uh on my list to start messing with their stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty I- I'm I'm happy that they're here. Uh, there there need to be sure. more more good options for micros. They're they're just there there wasn't a ton. Brent with Valkyrie makes a really nice system, and I think uh, mm-hmm. uh I think Day Six is making some some good stuff for a lot of guys too. Yeah, um, well, I'm I'm shooting a val I'm shooting some Valkyries with mm-hmm. this system. You know, I just mm-hmm. buy their
1: outserts and oh. and I run about half of those, so okay, yeah. they they still work with the day six, and it's uh, mm-hmm. it's a good setup.
0: Oh really? I didn't know they work with the day six. Yeah, setup.
1: yeah. I'd have to look same back. Same diameter. Yeah, the they you have to oh, get the right. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get the right yep. one. But yep. uh, yeah,
3: I do the same thing with like a Black Eagle Deep Impact, so it has a thicker wall. Oh yeah. Than an X or yep, uh yep. like a gold tip pierce platinum so yeah sure. just sand it down a little bit or if you have to or whatever and you're good to go yeah yeah but uh i'm yeah well I like uh, yeah stuff.
0: no that's that's cool and yeah we're we're definitely tinkerers so we're oh, yeah. we're uh we're always looking to try and make stuff better sure um I, I we've we've had you on here for we're getting up on an hour and a half so we'll, we'll let you get to your daughter and make sure she she gets to bed all right uh Uh, Last question for you. Um, What advice uh, can you give to uh, guys like me uh, that are, you know, uh, aspiring uh, more, more big game hunters that are kind of stuck in these uh, states where like we get whitetail and turkey and that's it. Uh, There is, there is no other species to hunt. Maybe Blaine gets black bear or something like that. Uh, But I know there's, there's a huge chunk of the states where, will like, unless you leave the state, you'll never, you'll never get to hunt any, anything else besides whitetail and Turkey. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but, uh, I'd like to, I'd like to hear your take on, uh, on what, what guys like me should do.
1: Well, my best advice is whatever you can hunt where you are. I mean, if you can buy four Turkey tags, kill four turkeys. If you can buy, if you have, uh, pigs or rabbits or, you know if you can buy if you can have i mean if i lived where you live i'd be giving a doe away a day like i would literally hunt deer every single day like i i like tomorrow if i get up and go hunting i'll, I'll get up i'll hunt and i'll go to work you know i'll get a you know that other, yep. the other day yep. i so anyway i guess my biggest advice is shoot as much stuff as you can to within sure. reason i mean if you're you know if you don't like to eat it, and you don't yeah. have anybody, you know, don't be wasteful. Obviously, That's, right? I mean, that, yeah, but actually. but at the end, it, and I say that just because somebody's going to say something. But yep, <laughs> go shoot yes, as many animals as you can, and and you'll be. Yep. uh, and don't ever regret shooting an animal. If you regret it, you shouldn't have shot. Um, mm-hmm. And yep. the other thing I would say is, don't think anything's out of your reach. Uh, I, I was a I mean, barely, I, I'm not going to say minimum wage guy, but I was not making very much money. And I booked a black bear hunt in Idaho when I was, mm-hmm. you know, I was just a lowly apprentice electrician. I had no money. I lived with my folks probably. Yeah. I mean, it yep. was, I w- did not have much to, I didn't have a pot to piss in, but yep. I, you know, just said, okay, it's two grand. So I'm going to go, you know, two years from now and I'm, you know, and I'm not a big mm-hmm. party or whatever. Uh, so I, I just put that money in a can. Same with the goat hunt. You know, if you say, Hey, I want to do goats before I die. I mean, if you have Mm -hmm. to book a hunt, I mean, I'm not saying most outfitters will kind of cut you off at like that two, maybe three years. Um, but all it takes to book is a deposit, you know, and usually Mm -hmm. that's whatever it could be 50%. It could be 20%, 10%, whatever, -hmm. depends on how far out the hunt is. But there's always a will. If there's a will, there's a way. It's kind of corny, but that that it can be done. No,
0: that's true. Like, like yeah, absolutely. I did
1: a lot of hunts when I didn't have the money to go hunting, and and that's probably a bad <laughs> sure thing. Not. That's probably a bad thing, but it's yeah. the reason I, you know, learned how to do this. Like all right, yeah. and to be honest, sure. all the good outfitters book two years in advance, at least one yeah. for sure. So yeah. yeah, you can get in on some good stuff you can feel good about it you can plan on it you can it, i'd say the best thing for people that are living in a state where you know they're thinking you know i want to get out west i want to do this or that i want to draw whatever tag or i want to go on an outfitted hunt just go all you got to do is do the first step whatever that may be if, if you're wanting to go out west start putting in for points pick a unit that you don't need 20 points to draw because that's just i mean right. if you're gonna go elk hunting you're probably gonna have a horrible trip on right. that in, in yeah. 20 years because yep. you're not gonna know how to hunt elk yeah, uh, yeah.
0: exactly so or, i just
1: say go hunting as much as you can yeah that's my best advice that's kind of s- stupid but <laughs> that's no, what i'd no. say no
0: that's 100 i think it's great advice uh mm-hmm. and when you're looking at an outfitter and just want to re restate or reinforce that we are not sponsored by them in any way shape or form but but bow hunting safari consultants is someone who you should probably talk to if you're specifically looking for bow hunting i'm sure the outfitters they use also do rifle but all the guys they use have been vetted they've been reviewed like there is no shady outfitters with them it's it's only the best uh, and if, and even it, the, the awesome thing about them is if you don't have a clue with how things work, especially like if you want to go hunting in British Columbia and then the Canada to the U S kind of like the, you know, bringing, bringing game back or not, or what can you bring back? Like they, like every person there knows about all of that stuff or like all the, like, yeah, you'll have your passport, but you also have to bring this, that, and the other or like you're going to get stuck at customs. Uh so uh, they're they're really really good about that. So if you have questions about hunting stuff uh in other states or other countries, I would definitely talk to them, uh especially if you're going to use an outfitter.
1: Yeah, that's 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 really good advice um and uh they if you're getting a discount or a deal on a hunt there's probably a reason i'm not saying there isn't like cancellation hunts where it's a smoking yeah. deal and you should yeah. jump on it but yeah. if there's something out there that doesn't smell right uh yeah. you definitely look into it call uh you know they all have references uh, right now there's there's guys that you know like denny sturgis and and randy cooling mm-hmm. and aaron and and some of these guys yeah. that I know that have been doing some of these, uh, hunts. And yeah. so I've got, I've got it good. Cause I can say, Hey, you know, I want to shoot whatever. And they'll mm-hmm. say, Oh yeah, well you need to go here, not here. Cause this, you know, so mm-hmm. definitely do your research. And if you're getting a deal, yeah. it probably is not, it's, yeah. there's a reason for it. So. Right. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Well, thanks, man. I really appreciate you coming on spend some time with us. It's uh, like good. I said, when, when we, uh, when myself Blaine and Garrett, who couldn't be here cause he, uh, had adult things to do tonight and he got called into work, uh, when, when we put our initial list of guests, guests together, you were, you were on the list. So, uh, cool, man. Um, Thanks. really, yeah, man, I'm, I'm pumped you got to come on and, uh, I hope you get to, do you have any, do you have any cool hunts planned this year? Or are you just going to be boring and go hunt like elk and stuff like that?
1: Well, I did draw an elk tag in Wyoming. Um, Ooh, just a general oh, there tag. You go. Um, Still. Yeah. Um,
3: I'm actually,
1: <laughs> I'm leaving for Texas uh, on Friday. I'm going to go try to kill an odd dad
3: um, Oh, you dirty dog. Yeah. Nice.
1: So we'll Lucky. see how that goes. I don't know. If, uh, it, they're pretty tough. But, uh, and then I got some stuff. Yes, they are. Stuff with Aaron we're going to do. We're going to do, I'm uh, going to BC with them guys in May and, And uh, so yeah there's there's plenty of stuff i've had a lot of people say hey what now like how are you gonna top last year and i'm like i'm gonna try mm -hmm. i don't care it's probably not gonna happen but i'm gonna try (laughs)
0: yeah give give me the old college try and then uh come back on and tell us about it
1: yeah for sure man
0: anytime cool all right well thanks again man really appreciate it uh we are uh we're pumped to have you and i'm sure the listeners are gonna love listening to your stories so um Yeah. Do we have anything else playing? Is that it?
3: Um, not really.
0: That's about it. Cool. Alright, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in again, and uh, until next time, stay lethal.